Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Uh, as you all know, if you listen to the show, it's planned to perfection by mm. Richie and I before we actually get into the building. <laughs> I stay out of this producer, Adam. As you'll hear in the show, it's Adam outrageous. makes... That's a very up and down show. He really best. does. Uh, but uh, Richie and I went over to have some lunch uh, yesterday before doing the show. Uh, and we both, I feel like we've both come out of that meal feeling slightly like we were taken for a ride. <laughs> so I asked for a jacket potato and cheese. Yeah. Uh, and I got a plate put in front of me that was literally a, a, a jacket potato cut into four sections, opened up like a spatchcock chicken, and then just some cheese put on the top. No salad, no, no, no nothing else at all. And that was six pound fifty. And you know what I did? I said, um, are "You sure? It's what six fifty? And he was like, "Yeah." And I just paid him the money, and I didn't, I didn't make any other complaint about it. But I've just been fuming ever since. I had chicken escalope with uh, fried bacon and cheese inside a white bap. It was a tiny little roll, really, wasn't it? It was a tiny little roll. It's not far off, really, what you think about uh, when you get a uh, chicken McLegend or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McChicken Legends. I think I've just changed McDonald's uh, (laughs) brand there somewhat. Ten pounds. Ten pounds. Ten pounds. You pay nowhere near that at McDonald's. So uh, we know know the price of living and the cost of living's going up, but we've been... I feel... I don't know what to do. <laughs> Is it too late to go back over there and just query it? Being that um, at the very least 24 hours has passed oh. and over the small, th- uh, uh, such a small thing, I think it probably has. But you know when you don't stand up for yourself? This is what it is. You don't stand up for yourself. You should listen to your heart and say something. Stand up and speak up at the time. And we were cowardly. We just moaned about it right, away, right the way back to work. I felt, I, I felt as you went... Excuse me. Um, sorry. Just yeah, yeah, just double check. How much was the... Because that was the thing. Your one, the jacket potato, you also had a like, cup of tea with it as well. Yeah, yeah. So because it was two items, nobody really knew how much the jacket potato was. But you were like, excuse me, can I just can I just, just ask how much? Well, do you know what we said on the way back? We're never going there again. <laughs> Rather than do something about it, we'll just be babies and not go in again. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Couldn't believe what I saw on the way in today. Rather You Than Me is the thought that came uh, straight to mind. And uh, quite often in life, uh, there'll be people that you'll see or scenarios that you see and immediately you'll think, Rather You Than Me. It's getting off the tube, uh, getting close to work, uh, walking here for the show this afternoon. And uh, just getting on at my stop was uh, a group, about 25, 25 probably uh, primary school kids. All in their fluorescent orange tabards. Uh, primary school teacher with them as well, and they're all having to try and get onto one particular tube carriage. Yeah, uh, it's a quick little changeover, all that kind of thing. And I'm thinking, rather you than me, no way. Tube train only stops for about 20 seconds. You've got to get all these kids on. Just the stress, the responsibility, the noise, all that kind of thing. Rather you than me. I feel bad that I mean I, I've got up, pretended that I'm leaving that tube carriage, yeah. and then gone two like carriages down and got on. Absolutely, would is have that done that, that as that, well. Is that like a Grinch of me to do Not that? Not at but all. I don't know how they do it because also they're like um, they're like little tiny baby ducks, aren't yeah. they? Kids of that age yeah. with a little, like you say, little tabards on. Like, I mean, I'll never forget a lad from our year. I mean, we would we were like fifteen at the time, but we came over from Devon to big old London for like a day trip to the Museum of the Moving Image. I remember it for media studies, and this one lad, Darren, never got back on the bus again. <laughs> They lost him for like 24 hours. Oh, just, it was I've never seen ma- like it. making me clammy just looking at it and thinking about it. I, I w- would have given him a medal <laughs> if I could. So if there is a situation that comes to mind for you, where you, you, you look and you think, oh, rather you than me, tell us what they are, the people, the situation. Michelle has uh, added another that is similar. School minibus drivers, no thank you, rather you than me. You wouldn't be able to cope with doing that job for all the noise <laughs> and the lip and the misbehaving. We used to be nightmares for... Uh 
the school bus drivers when I was a kid. I remember, I, you remember they used to do, um, like, cook stuff for home economics. Uh, someone had cooked a lasagna, which was in, like, a glass tray with, like, a, you know, like, um, foil on top of it, on the way home back down to Devon, and someone pushed it out of the skylight. Oh. By Totnes. <laughs> And he went absolutely <laughs> ballistic. I, I completely agree with him. Right, two things for me that I think, rather you than me, fair play. People have got twins. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's just for, like, double trouble. And then also uh, chefs. I, I mean, I, I would love to be able to do it, mm-hmm. but I've just watched, obviously, that uh, brilliant series, The Bear. The stress and the sweat of, like... You know, like, imagine you put someone's eggs on, then yeah. someone else wants more eggs, and you've not got enough pans. Yeah. that keep me awake at night. <laughs> rather you than me. Uh, Stephen says, rather you than me when I see local council workers doing road maintenance or litter picking in the pouring rain and cold. God bless them. That's a definite one. Uh, Alan, something's happened to you today. Basically, it was um, loft insulation guys that were around just to replace uh, what we had in the loft. So it was like really, really old, horrible glass wool stuff that was there. Oh. They ripped all that out and they put in the new fluffy stuff, you know, which is, which is a lot nicer. But when they basically came out, they were just absolutely black, covered in dust, coughing like mad uh, and at first I was a bit taken aback and I said you guys alright he's like I absolutely can mate you know like everyday occurrence and I was a bit like rather you than me like you know well I mean I think anyone who has to work in an enclosed space yep. I, I, when, when I cycle back down to the train station there's people at the moment who are down like manholes they've got like, people yeah. down there like fixing stuff in tunnels and pipes and I just yeah. think oh I don't fancy that at all because if it dawns on you where you are it might freak out slightly do you know what I mean yeah definitely I mean I do that as well I work for um, for BT so like quite often we're in manholes and stuff like that underground you know and it's, it's, it's strange because when you're there, same with the loft, uh, once you're there and you're comfortable where you are, underfloors, draw the line at that. Not happy with that at all because you just <laughs> never know how you're going to get back out <laughs> if something happens. So, yeah. <laughs> and Alan, I, I love Scotland. It's one of my favourite countries in the world. But to, to, to quote that famous Billy Connolly quote, you've got two seasons, July and the rest of the year. Uh, and I can't think that being up in a loft is great in either of those times. <laughs> Uh, definitely not. No, I would pick this time of year over July and August, that's for sure. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, the iconic Teenage Cancer Trust gigs at the Royal Albert Hall. Uh, we've got two contestants on the line who both want to win their way to the Cortinas. Let's meet them right now. On line one, we have Kev. How are you doing and where are you from, Kev? Hi, mate. I'm uh, from Liverpool. Good man. Are you an Everton fan or a Liverpool fan? This will uh, affect the way this pans out. Yeah, don't be swearing at me. I'm a Liverpool fan. OK, never mind. Well, listen, thanks for playing, Kev. <laughs> no, good to speak to you. Stay there a second. Up against Kev is Jeff. Jeff, where are you from and how's mm. your day been? Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Jeff. From, I'm in Devon, actually, and ironically, I'm a Liverpool fan too. Oh, what is going on? You two? <laughs> if you both love each other so much, why don't you marry each other? Uh, 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 Jeff, which bit of Devon are you from? Uh, well, I currently live near uh, Plymouth, a place called Brixton. Bricks, not, not Brixton, where I'm from. No, 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 Brixton, near um, Yelpton. Wow, Devon's just full of places that nearly sound like other places. <laughs> Great to have you both on board. <laughs> Here's the rules. Uh, we have devised a quiz in honour of the Cortinas performing their chart-topping album St Jude in full at the Royal Albert Hall. Uh, you are both going to get three questions on either famous saints or famous Judes. Uh, the person who gets the most correct answers will win, which is novel. Uh, if you both get the same amount, then we will go to a tiebreaker. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah sure does, yeah. Good. Right, All right okay. then, fellas. Let's do this. Kev, you're up first. Okay. Here we go. Question number one for you, my friend. St David is the patron saint of which British nation, Kev? Wales. 
Well done. One point. Your second question. Jude Bellingham is a famous name from the world of which sport? Football. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see if you can make it three from three. Which famous Jude stars in the hit films Closer, The Holiday and Sherlock Holmes? Jude Law. Three from three. He knows his Judes and Saints. He does indeed. See how Jeff gets on. Jeff, you've got to uh, perform well here. You ready? Yeah, I am, yeah. Hey Jude (laughs) is a song by which British band? Uh, That's the Beatles. It is. Well done. Who'd have thought? Saint Andrew is the patron saint of which British nation? That'll be Scotland. It is indeed. It's like Mastermind, this, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Saint Mary's Stadium is the home to which Premier League football team? Uh, That's Southampton, I believe. Three out of three. We thought we'd end up here. (laughs) (laughs) We had a feeling. Uh, so, uh, whilst we were waiting for this dramatic competition to start, uh, you were both asked uh, the same question off-air for a tie-breaking purpose. What is the population of St Lucia? Uh, Kev, the answer you gave us and locked in was? 320,000. Yeah. And, Jeff, the answer you locked in was? Uh, 150,000. Yeah. Uh, this is very close. Very close. Because the population is 185,909. Um, you are just a tiny bit closer. Kev! Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Congratulations. Well done. You have to go and see the Cortinas at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, thanks very much. That's brilliant. Well done, fella. You're a good lad apart from your football team. Hey, that went really close <laughs> at the end there. They both had to get calculators out and everything as well. <laughs> uh, Jeff, a bit, uh, cheers for being a good sport. Take care. Thanks very much. Well done, Kev. Uh, well done, Kev. Nice one. Well, listen, you can still buy your tickets to the brilliant set of gigs at the Royal Albert Hall happening next week, all raising money for the Teenage Cancer Trust. Artists performing include the brilliant Jake Bug, Kasabian, Roger Daltrey and more. Head to our website, absoluteradio.co.uk slash tickets right now and it's supporting young people with cancer. This is the Daily Takeaway. This is a big moment. People bunking off work to hear this. Uh, it's the Dunk Index, our attempt to find out what is the best dunking biscuit in the world using science and pure science. Uh, each day we've been dunking different biscuits into cups of teas using a contraption. So far in the semi-finals, Ch- uh, Fox's Chocky Rounds, Bourbon Creams, Gold Bars. We've got one final quarter-final, uh, which will get that final berth in the semi-finals. And tonight it is Chocolate Hobnobs versus Rich Tea. It's huge. Chocolate rounds, dunk index of five, bourbon cream, a dunk index of uh, five, a gold bar, yesterday's winner, dunk index of five. Every quarter finalist has achieved the highest dunk index possible. They've just rinsed it. Uh, And first up tonight is going to be the chocolate hobnob, very much the the favourite in the final uh, with all the the pre-match talk, really. Well, I guess there's been a lot of... I don't know, a lot of sledging of rich tea biscuits on social media in the past 24 hours saying they're a waste of space, they're an embarrassment, someone said. (laughs) Well, let's just see, let's hope Chocolate Hobnob can live up to expectations. So the arm is being lowered with the Chocolate Hobnob into the tea. There it goes. There it goes. Timer is off. Is off, yes. Someone was saying this is a little bit like maybe the Chocolate Hobnob, if it was the World Cup, would play a weaker squad because you think it maybe underestimates rich tea biscuits. Do you know what I mean? Good point. Ten seconds passed. Uh, so, uh, Duncan Dex of one at the very least. As we approach the 20-second marker, Duncan Dex now of two. Chocolate bubbling away a little bit, melting into the tea as we speak. But, of course, it's oat-based, so it's uh, it's a hardy biscuit. 30 seconds is passed. Now we've got a Duncan Dex of three. 
All seems fairly quiet over there. It's just taking it in its stride. It's kind of doing what you'd expect it to do. 40 seconds past, uh, so it now, at the very least, has a dunk index of five. The highest possible, which is going to be tough for the rich tea to beat. We'll leave it running just to see how long it gets to anyway, but it's past the 50-second marker, which is the maximum. So there you go. I think rich tea, even... I think it's just happy to be into this stage of the competition, the finals. <laughs> but it's got a hell of a job. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Richie and I just laughing as we watch our producer Adam manhandle our science equipment during the tail end of that song. Uh, James from Evesham says, I hope you amateurs are flasking your tea. Very personal question. Uh, sh- should equal opportunities you find you guys using varying degrees of temperature, they'd come down on you like a ton of bricks. We can tell you a brand new cup of tea is made in each round yes. of the Dunk Index. Is it, we're not amateurs, James. Don't know how much you've listened to this show, but we do everything very professionally and properly. We've been around the block a few times, that's for sure. Right then, so so, a chocolate hobnob did very, very well. It's, it's, I feel bad a lot of people leaving the stadium ahead of Rich Tea having its go, but it could surprise us all. It could be like a big World Cup upset. For those of you keeping notes at home, 1 minute 22 is uh, what ended up being the, uh, the the crumble point of the chocolate hobnob. The CP. Uh, so, let's have a look as the Rich Tea Biscuit now uh, heads south towards... The cup of tea. Piece of string, bulldog clip attached to a microphone. In it, it goes, goes to the tea. It's lilted slightly to the right. It's almost like it's like buoyant slightly. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I can see it's already starting to take on water. Ten seconds have passed. Just slightly tilt the microphone there. Let's just see how the structure is of it. It's warping. It's it, warping it, slightly from here. Twenty seconds have passed. Stronger than everyone thought. Hold on a second. I almost need the Rocky music here. 30 seconds have passed. No way. It's sagging. Oh, it's tilted to the right big time there. It's stretching slightly out of shape. It looks like a naan bread. <laughs> it is. It's like oval now. 40 seconds. Wow. I'm stunned. This is unbelievable. Could the uh, the Rich Tea do the biggest upset in this competition so far? 50 seconds. It's past the maximum point. <laughs> is this really going to go longer than? And if it passes 1 minute 22 seconds... It could go into the next round. Actually, that would would be crazy. I can't believe this. It is no longer a circle. It's stretched out. Is that like you say? It's like a naan bread. It's holding on with everything it's got. If you touched it, you could put a hole through it, but it hasn't fallen yet under its own weight. What time are we on at the moment over there? (laughs) One minute 19, one minute 20, one minute 22 is what it needs to be. It's just done that. It's a massive upset. What about that? It's through. Wow. Can't believe it. Those so like you know one of the this is a little bit like Brazil you know with the last you know World Cup and everything it's we're trying to dangle it now and the rich tea's holding together we've got it all wrong oh, it's finally broken now it's gone one minute thirty nine seconds outrageous so what about that the final place in the semi finals of the Dunk Index twenty twenty three goes to surprisingly rich tea everyone needs to eat their words the daily takeaway. I'm going to dedicate that last song to my youngest daughter, Stella, who in the past 24 hours has tipped powdered ginger all over the lounge rug. Went and nicked it from the kitchen, so she's up and about walking now. She's like a little thug. I love her, but she's like a little thug. Hardy little thing. Uh, She's nicked it from the kitchen whilst we're cooking. And, yeah, I don't know why we've even got powdered ginger, by the way. Like, who has powdered ginger? Why have you even got it in the house? But she's gone into the lounge and then shaking it everywhere like the shaking vac lady. <laughs> Very proud of herself. Emptied the entire pot and it has taken ages. I keep finding it absolutely everywhere. 
Uh, and I don't know, I mean, people listening to this, if you've got kids, if, if your kids have ever destroyed anything, like for the last hour till seven o'clock, get in touch and just get it off your chest. Have your kids ever smashed anything up, ruined anything? Straight to mind, straight to mind. When, uh, at the time, I just had the one, my my eldest daughter, Caitlin, who's now 20, um, I've always had eczema, so I had this massive, massive tub of this thing called aqueous cream. It's just a, a water-based cream that you just put on, put on your skin when it's dry. Even back then, economies of scale there, Richie. <laughs> Thank you Making a much. saving. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was in the kitchen. I'd been for about five minutes thinking, suddenly, it's very quiet. It's very quiet. That's why you know it. It's just the, something that goes a bit silent. Yeah, you want to hear noise, you want to hear chat, you want to hear something happening. When it's quiet, you suddenly think, hang on, something's going on here. It's, yeah, it's like a sixth sense. Walked into the lounge, this entire tub of aqueous oh. cream. She'd been, like, smearing it over the lounge <laughs> windows with, like, windscreen wipers. Just, to, I can remember turning around and just her smiling, going, hey! Yeah, like, go cool, like that. And because it's water-based, it took probably an hour to clear that off, because oh. it took Ages. They seem to be drawn towards the things that are the most indelible. Like, um, we're already at that stage now in our house with felt tip on the bottom of the walls. Mm-hmm. Little monkeys. <laughs> in fact, weirdly enough, right, my mum, Jerry, has tweeted the show. So I seem to remember you as a two-year-old tipping a whole box of soap powder down the stairs. <laughs> Who'd have thought it was still being used back then? <laughs> Everyone uses tablets, as you remember from the early part of the show. Another sitting room carpet right here from Sarah. Uh, daughter, about three, sprinkled an entire bag of sugar all over the sitting room carpet. Not too bad, you're thinking. But then she proceeded to water it in. So that's not accidental. They know what they're doing. <laughs> Had to get a new one. Carpet was only three months old. Uh, Kerry says one of ours charged the TV with a broom like a knight, broke it obviously, <laughs> bought a replacement. Then whilst my dad was installing it, the same kid found a screwdriver and carved into the new screen. <laughs> this one says my daughter running into the front room with a whole bottle of cherry aid after we just bought a brand new house, threw it down on the floor and it went off like a rocket. I went round the whole of the front room and ruined everything. Uh, this one strikes a chord. Two or three was probably the age of my son at the time. Used to post coins or toys or anything, in fact, that could go through the VHS player's drawer. We even had to get guards to protect it. I reckon there was probably people back in our era of the 80s yeah. who made a living out of just fishing stuff out of VHS players. You get these little snapshots, don't you? Like uh, people fixing Red Ring of Death on Xbox for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. but, like, my cousin Chris uh, Marsden from Liverpool uh, he uh, posted a jam sandwich into uh, my uncle's VCR. <laughs> and now he's like the commander of like loads of like battleships down in Plymouth. So Sleep easy. Times change, sleep easy. It's safe hands with Chris, as long as no jam sandwiches nearby. <laughs> uh, we've got Alison on the line. What did your kid do? So my darling daughter, she's about three years old at this time. Cute as a button, beautiful blue eyes, little blonde kiss curl hair. Couldn't do anything wrong, right? Sounds like an angel. <laughs> of course. Of course, aren't they all? Until she wakes up early one Saturday morning and she's bored. So she went into the bathroom and she uh, found my mascara and she unscrewed the mascara and thought the wand was a fab toy. (laughs) (laughs) She proceeded to cover the palm of her hand with the mascara. Wow. And the sole of her foot with the mascara. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then made some lovely, pretty patterns all over the walls, the floor, the bath. And she even decided to use the wand and, you know, in order to cover up or be so proud of this, that she drew a big H 
on the bathroom door, just so nobody was in doubt. It's like a piece of graffiti tagging. What do you yes, want? I was thinking exactly. if, if I was in prison, I wanted to protest about my conditions. That's kind of how I go about it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's no hiding it. It was a big H on the door. How, how old is she now? She is now 13 and probably hideously embarrassed that I'm talking to you. Fantastic. <laughs> you got your own back. Cheers, Alison. Indeed. Thanks, guys. Josh says, when I was five, I took a hammer to a desert rose quartz my dad had from his favourite uncle. I still feel awful whenever I see its crushed, rounded sides, and I'm nearly 40. <laughs> uh, Martin is hanging on. Another person wishing to come forward themselves. What did you do, Martin? Well, when I was about five years old, we used to have a large fish tank with various goldfish in, and having witnessed my mother hoovering the floor on many occasions, I thought, what a great idea to hoover out all the gravel in the bottom of it. Oh, no. Um, needless to say, the vacuum cleaner didn't last very long. <laughs> uh, can, can we just check out the fish? Yeah, fish. Oh, the fish all survived, yeah. I mean, the fuse went almost immediately in a huge blue flash. Wow. So, um, well, yeah, very very big of you shot. to, you know, because a lot of people, parents here, throwing the kids under the bus, saying, my kid's done this, my kid's done that. But you, how, God knows how many years on of, of uh, getting closure by admitting it on the Hometime Show. Well, at the time, it seemed perfectly logical. <laughs> in what so, way, Martin? Had the fish been complaining about the gravel? Well, no, I just thought it was, you know, we used to spend about an hour at the weekend cleaning all this fish tank out every weekend. I thought, well, why not just hoover it out? I mean... (laughs) Do do you, uh, any other stuff you destroy or anything when you were a kid? Was this just an isolated incident? Oh, God, I expect there was loads of stuff, but um, I can't remember everything. Save that for the book. That's one that stuck in my mind because no one had explained electricity to me at that age. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's been it's been a, a cathartic experience to get this off your chest, I imagine. Yeah, it's good. Well, I don't know about that. I thought it was quite entertaining. Really entertaining <laughs> for you guys. What our boss says. <laughs> um, Martin, thank you very much. Kids, don't hoover fish tanks, please. No, not a good idea. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Sorry, I, I don't want to make you more angry, but I've just been thinking I'm about just something. Because like, yeah, as you said earlier about your jacket potato, that was six pound fifty. Six pound yeah? fifty for a jacket potato. Because in total, you paid eight pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means a tea is one pound fifty. Yeah. Now let's think about this. All right, what is a tea if it's not hot water poured on one tea bag? Oh, that is just a, it's unbelievable, isn't it? We've been taken for a ride. We've been made fools of. Let's get back over there. Come on. Shut. <laughs> 